Okay, I'm Catherine Swan. I'm from NICE, the Centre of Public Health Excellence, and in 2006 we published guidance on principles for effective behaviour change interventions. We're now updating that. Well, really, we're more expanding that to include uh, more recent data around individual level behaviour change and also to look in a more systematic and scientific way at what people fondly call nudge approaches, about which I am slightly cynical, but um, I think that's healthy to be slightly cynical about nudge. From what I've heard so far this morning, from where I sit, our guidance isn't written yet, it's not published yet, it will be available for consultation in autumn of this year. So I can't tell you anything about what we're going to say around complex and multiple behaviours, but we do know it's extremely important. My committee is very interested in the subject. We're hearing from Dave and Rona next week, where I'm sure they're going to say very similar things to what they've said this morning, but my committee will be very pleased to hear it. Three things, I think, from this morning for me, and from NICE's point of view, where I sit on my perch as a guidance developer and a researcher with a particular remit for reducing health inequalities, I am most interested in the group at the far end of David's chart, those people with three plus behaviours, because those are the groups that we keep coming across in every piece of guidance we write when we look at the equity issues and the inequities, is those three plus behaviours. They're often the same people in every topic, and you can find them in the same settings. Um, and we're speaking and looking at them again and again, There's, and the evidence is never very good, not very well researched, and they're often what's fondly called hard to reach, but is in fact actually more a reflection of the services that we have available and their difficulty in accessing them. Um, I'm interested in them from an equity perspective. I'm interested in them from an outcomes perspective and their worse outcomes, and also in costs. This group are very costly to the state. The NHS is a fixed system. It's got limited funds. We want the best value for money. If we could reach and support this group of people more effectively, it has the potential to completely transform our spend in the NHS and also outcomes for this group of people. So that's one thing. Second thing, clustering of behaviours. I'm interested in clustering of healthy behaviours. A lot of people in these lower socioeconomic groups don't engage in multiple risk behaviours like the ones we've seen this morning. They actually um, don't smoke. They're not overweight. They do take physical activity. What is it that protects people? What, what makes them resilient? How do we build assets in these groups? And I know that's not on the agenda for today, but it's just something to reflect on. It would be very interesting to look at the clustering of healthier behaviours too. And finally, proportional universalism, I like this phrase a lot, I recently had to write a briefing for local government on reducing inequalities for um, new public health teams and colleagues to go and work with officers and members in local authorities, and we, our editors struggled with making this an accessible phrase, never mind concept. But it is very simple, really. You, you target everybody, but you, you target the most resource on those with the most need. But it's, it requires a change of mindset to stop thinking about need in terms of one factor and think about it in terms of actually, it's not even the topic or the health topic, it's the behaviours, it's the settings and it's the populations that are most important. And I think that that mindset needs to be reflected across services and, and interventions too. So I'll stop there because I could go all the morning.